What's up, everybody? We're back here hey, hey. with the Lever Money Latino crew. I'm yeah, your, sir. Leo Yanez here, Mr. Hall Life. And uh, Jose Garcia. Yeah. And today we actually have the third Mosquetero here with us today. Hey. She was missing in action last time, but yeah. she's like a shooting star. You got to catch her whenever you can. You know, you got to look up in the sky and hopefully you see her. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? It's Laura here, um, a.k.a. Awesome Laura, name given by Jose. We used to, you know, work together and all that good yes. stuff. Um, we met a few years ago, and, you know, now we're here. We're pretty much all, you know, gathering our thoughts of, you know, how to become better people, how to, you know, help other people, mm -hmm. how to, yes. you know, motivate one another, you know, because, you know, we only know what has been taught to us so and even here. some things that haven't been taught to us so y'all met uh at la familia yes so what was your first impression of jose <laughs> jose yeah uh, that's jose i was like who is this guy right here you know but he was very sharp he was you know very knowledgeable you know um i really he didn't know nothing about insurance so i was like how is he gonna be yeah, a right. manager he doesn't even know nothing about insurance that's one thing i gotta say about and, jose man i remember we talked about it last time that we didn't quite get along but that's one thing i'll say he was yeah. very sharp and smelled good <laughs> <laughs> so what was your first impression of laura you know um it was honestly uh, uh, not only it's an honor to have laura here today but it was such a privilege to work with her, you know, and to answer that question, um, yeah, I didn't know anything about insurance when I started. And I had to realize <laughs> didn't even know Spanish. No, didn't even know Spanish. <laughs> oh my God. Still working on it by the way. <laughs> but what's crazy is that I did have to lean on a few people and um there's there's very few people that actually stood out at La Familia. Um because yeah, I was, you know, this guy coming from the outside without any experience, you know didn't even know Spanish, which is a great point, um, you know, servicing people who only spoke Spanish. And um, there were only a few people that were really open to this idea, right? That open to accepting or even listening to somebody, maybe with different ideas, maybe different ideas than they've ever heard of before. Actually, Laura was probably one of very few people. I, I probably can't even count them, you know, on, on one hand. And I was able to really lean on on Laura. She was a huge support from the get go, you know. And um, it's it's such a blessing, really. Even going back and thinking about it, because um, a big part of why I was successful, just you know, to be honest with everybody, is because of people like Laura. You know, people who stepped up. Um, willing to go that extra mile yeah and you know oh, she man. was a top performer from you know with with or without me being there she was a top performer but she definitely embraced some of the ideas that i brought and you know i think they ended up meshing really well yeah. you know yeah, at the yeah. end of the day whatever i brought i mean it's not like i was teaching them necessarily anything new but just how to elevate some of the things that they were already doing right you know and we we just gelled really well you know we had a phenomenal team out in Hempville. Yeah. Mean, well, I think chemistry goes a long way yes. whenever it goes to teamwork because, I mean, I think we've all been in situations where you could have a bunch of all-stars, but mm -hmm. if they don't, you know, mesh well together or have good chemistry, it's crap, you know? Right. Like, you won't. It's kind of like, uh, for example, the, you know what I'm saying, the Warriors, how they got all that good talent, and then they all mesh together, have good chemistry, and boom, championship. 
But I think that attests a, a lot to you, man, of your work ethic and your willingness to take on new challenges. I mean, you came into a whole company, For not real? a he Spanish, like, um, hold on, not a Spanish, like an Arabian owned Mexican company. And you just like took it by the horn and you're like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to put my, you know, pedal to the metal, come in here and pretty much, do this. Pretty much, yeah. And you made it, you know, we talked about it last time, how you improved it. So, hey. He did. It says a lot about you. Yeah. The first time I hey. think I realized that. Like, oh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Good yeah, job. Good I job. Cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. I remember when I was sitting there doing a policy and he was, he just started taking out the trash. He started taking out the trash, started cleaning the windows. And I was like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> I, I, said, leading by example. I said, wow, he's my manager. And I think that was the day that I realized like he was a great person. Mm -hmm. Like, like, oh, he's humble enough to not 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 present himself as a better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. But even though he was a manager, he was still able to take the trash out and clean and, and do whatever and, you know, things like that. And that's one thing that I really admired about Jose. Mm -hmm. I learned so much. I remember when my, the building was flooding and I was like walking <laughs> back and forth, like, what are we going to do? We're trying to move the boxes and stuff. Uh, it was crazy. I think that's so powerful much. too. Whenever you have somebody of, uh, you know, like a high, a high position willing to help and do just like grunt work pretty much. Right. And it's pretty much just going back to staying humble. I think that helps with Very any, good. whether you're in combat mm -hmm. with somebody, whether you're in management, whether you're right. a grocery salesman, whatever yeah. it, it says a lot and it brings up the team. You know what right. I mean? So, um, but you know, what's awesome. really, um, more than anything, um, the experience working with Laura is really the only person that to this day, you know, we start, <laughs> we talk on a regular basis Yeah. and what's been so powerful is that we've consistently had this dream of doing something more, you know, yeah. being a part of something bigger. And, Although I think we felt that at La Familia to, to an extent, we always knew that we could do so much more. Right. And, you know, at one, eventually, obviously we both left and we're no longer with them, but, you know, staying in touch, a, a big part of that was because we always knew we we're destined to work on something together. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So we being able to come together. Was. Yeah, exactly. We didn't know what it was. And, and every time one of us had an idea, we would, we would, you know, bounce it off of the, the other person and, yeah. You know, maybe it, we, we tried, you know, um, and it didn't go anywhere, but it's the time. Yeah. The timing. Has to be yeah. Right. Maybe it was timing or it wasn't what was meant to be, but now coming together, you know, just really excited to, yeah. to, you know, have you on this mission. Well, it, on goes this new mission. To, it goes yeah. back to just everything, like everything doesn't go when we want it to go. It's always mm -hmm. God's timing. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, a little bit before we get into it, my background with Laura, y'all see this woman now you know what i mean she's a grown woman she does her makeup very quite well but i actually met laura whenever she <laughs> hey, used to draw on. on her eyebrows with a sharpie <laughs> the little thin eyebrows you know? it was crazy lip gloss there was no microblading there was none of that, none of that. Was, uh, i think you were a sophomore when i was a senior or a junior when yeah, i was I a senior one, so yeah. i met her in high school that's yeah. our quick background and then uh, I think you, even one time, whenever uh, I lived in those apartments, yes, you and, uh, I think you lived Jesus on. lived on top, on top and I lived yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, and uh, that was loud. It's horrible. I moved <laughs> out ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but yeah, um, 
Man, one of the uh, the book that you had given me, I can't think of the name right now. Could you refresh my memory on the name of the book? Yeah, Money, uh, Wealth, and Life Insurance. Yeah, I, I actually listened to it, man. It was really, it was crazy just how much knowledge it was in that hour and a half. You know, with the high <laughs> yes. cash, uh, with the high cash uh, life insurance and all that. And I know Laura had told me the other day that y'all had done something about it. I don't know exactly what it yeah. was, but I kind of want to see. Yeah, and I think I mentioned um, not really realizing that I was using these tools without understanding how the concept actually worked. Um, mm -hmm. And when, you know, I've spent many, many months studying how this actual banking system, how the mechanism actually works and yeah. how you can build this out for, yeah. for when clients. When you start using it? So technically, if I look at it from a conceptual perspective, I've been doing it really since I was 18, you know, because I understood the, the, the power of appreciating assets. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, so many of us are never told or, or taught or um, even have an opportunity to see what it actually does. Yeah. Um, most of us, you know, um, maybe we buy things like a car um, and, and unfortunately so many people let their cars, you know, just break down, yeah. you know, and what happens is yeah, you spend $20,000 Yeah, and, and you, get, you get in an accident and you have to let mm. it go because you have nothing to lean back on. Yeah. That $20,000 investment disappears. I can remember, you know, just to give you uh, even earlier than that, honestly, um, to give you a story from my early beginnings, I can remember I grew up next to, you know, one of my best friends, his name's Montel, by the way, so... Shout out, Montel. I love you, brother. Hey, Montel. Hey. <laughs> I don't know you, Montel. You sound like a great guy. Montel Williams. Hey. You know, and what's funny is he and I competed in so many different ways. He's a tremendous athlete, and um, we both – there are so many sports that he did better than me. You know, yeah. basketball, we played, you know, street ball, and, you know, he just, you know, blew me away uh, in the court. But uh, when it came to running, you know, it's crazy how – yeah, it's crazy how close he was to me all the time, but yeah, I always got first place and he yeah. always, he, he came in second all the time. I'm in mean, cross country and track. Anyway, um, just a little side note. <laughs> Sorry, Motel. But, but we grew up in the same neighborhood, right? So, you know, our parents, you know, for the most part had a very similar financial situation. Um, unfortunately, you know, our, our financial, my family's financial situation deteriorated, deteriorated, but prior to that, um, I can remember, um, saving up for things like a go-kart, right? Like I, not only did I buy my first car when I was 16, but even oh. before that, I, I cut grass in the summers and I, one of the first larger purchases I made was, was a go-kart yeah. and I was so proud of that go-kart. And, yeah. you know, when I bought it, it was a used go-kart of somebody, you know, selling it at a garage sale yeah. that I found, you know, it's it only 150 bucks, but I drove it right over to Montel's house and I knocked on the door with, <laughs> you know, with all, so much pride. I wanted to show yeah. somebody, right? Yeah, He's yeah, my yeah. best friend at the yeah. time. And, um, and his mom answered the door and I will never forget this. Like, this is one of those things that just kind of engraved in my head because she, she saw the go-kart out on the sidewalk and she's like, is that yours? 
And I'm like, yeah, I just bought it. Like I've been saving up. And yeah. she, she was so proud for me too. Yeah. And, and she brought Montel and his little brother out and um, like almost smacked him over the head <laughs> because, because like they were, you know, they were given allowances and, um, and they went and bought candy with it. You know, ah, that, they didn't have anything to show for it. Gotcha, right. Gotcha. I had been saving this whole time and bought something that was an asset a to me at the time. Right. Right. It was something that would give me a return. You know, in this case, it was enjoyment. Right. But it, right. Would, it would give me a, a return for many, many years to come. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that just disappeared the second I ate it. Right. right? And then um, it came out and it was gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, I can think as early as those years, right, when I was just, you know, in middle school, um, thinking that way. And then, of course, when I became 18, buying my first property, understanding that there are certain things in life that we can invest in that will give you returns for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And real estate, to me, was just one of those things. And that's why I continue to acquire real estate. And for for those of you who know me, you you know that I I acquire and I hold on and I actually maintain in good working order pretty much everything I bought, everything I've yeah. ever bought. I yeah. have you know many cars and 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 that's not because I buy a lot of cars. It's just mm -hmm. because I've maintained them all over right. many many years. I mean, right. a car that I have in my driveway, I bought you know when I was before I was twenty years old. You know, I'm 37 yeah, years old and it's still, yeah, like right up. Yeah, and I, I, I still have it, right? So I've, I've held on to all of these appreciating assets that have now continued to pay me back because I'm putting money into something that not only holds it value, but it actually appreciates. And and I can actually um, now use those things to, to do even more. I can leverage those assets now, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very nice. That's awesome. So your mindset has been like that since like a young, since a young age, junior high. Man, I can't imagine. My mind was like, right? I was, like, like, I, was I was the guy buying the candy. <laughs> I was Montel. I was, I was Team Montel all the way. Team Montel. His mom would have slapped me too. <laughs> but yeah, like, but man, that's awesome though. Like yeah, but you're right. You know, like the other day when we went over there to. To your land like i remember you moved the uh, the car like right away just cranked up moved it out of the way you know a lot of people got to step on the gas <laughs> you gotta pump think it, it pump, pump it, it twist it and can you jiggle the battery <laughs> i gotta turn it at the same time yeah <laughs> but uh like as far as that goes like what's something else besides real estate that you like oh well the whole life and the life insurance thing mm -hmm. like that's very interesting to me because like i never thought about that you know, until you showed yeah. me, told me about the book, and then I mm -hmm. started hearing it, and it really like caught my interest because I was like, man, you know, like who doesn't want tax free money? Right. right. Who like a lot of us do use the savings, and yeah. it's just sitting there. Yeah. You right. know, and you can't. I mean, like borrowing against your own money, like you, like who doesn't want to be their own bank? That's what I. Or that's what own. I. I could not believe what Jose yeah. was saying. Yeah. I said you're lying, yeah. Jose. Well, what's crazy is <laughs> while I was studying this, right, I didn't realize I had already been doing it because I had been investing in things that I were already appreciating and now I can leverage them and learning that these concepts can actually be built for individuals through things like high cash value life insurance was so, um, 
you know, I, I embraced it with open arms and it was so powerful. It, it meant so much to me because, because people have asked me how, you know, how can I replicate what you're doing? And unfortunately it's really difficult, right? You know, I've, I've had success in the stock market, but it's, it's very risky, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, and I showed people how to invest, but not everybody has that kind of um, disposable income to just risk like that. You know, one of the first rules about investing in the stock market is you set aside and allocate funds that you're willing to lose, right? You can't mm -hmm. be thinking in the back of your head that, hey, I need this to make my next mortgage payment because right. you, you, that's not the right mindset you need to be in when you're right. trading. So it's, it was really difficult for me to show people tools that anybody could use, like real estate, you know, another, another great tool, but I mean, we all know what the market is like right now. You know, real estate right. values are going are astronomical. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a benefit because I've been holding on to assets. Yeah. But for the new families out there that are looking to buy their first home, I mean, it's just yeah, it, it's just really difficult for them yeah. to to even conceive saving enough to you know put a down payment on their first home and even making that mortgage payment because they're so they're so high. So when I was learning how to use high cash value life insurance, and for those of you who are listening right now, we're not talking about term insurance. We're not even talking about universal life or index universal life. And we're not even talking about traditional whole life. We're talking about cash value in a life insurance policy. And these are specifically designed. And, you know, one of the things that I say often to my clients and even to the advisors that I work with is that not all life insurance agents are the same, just not, right. just like not yeah. all doctors are the same, right? Yeah. If you, right, if you right, want a right. brain surgery, if you have to have brain surgery, you're going to look for the best right. doctor. Right. Right. You're not just going to get yeah. anybody who got a 70 yeah. on their <laughs> test, right? Hey, just the just not, not, even like, <laughs> not even like all the kettles are the same, because every Sunday, <laughs> and then you got yours, that got some good ones, you know? Yeah, you got me that right grease dripping down your arm and you can right. lick your arm. And the thing is most agents and even most financial advisors are only looking out for their own commissions. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're selling you products that make you the most commission doesn't mean that that's actually best for the client. Right. Yeah. And I think you are like really, really good at, you know, arranging that with people just yes you know making them understand you're like a great teacher well, because you're being honest and you're trying to help them i mean right. yeah, course, like yeah you're genuinely trying to help them and i think that's what has helped you you know grow more than anything yes. financially because honesty goes a long way nowadays mm -hmm. you can't find mm -hmm. that anymore it's difficult yes and and it is it's actually even challenging because it you it, there's so many moving parts to these things you know we we talk about banks you know, they, they obviously make it as simple as possible for you to make a deposit, but what do they really give you for that? I mean, they give you less than half a percent, right? So even if you put tens of thousand dollars in your savings account, each month you're gonna get an interest of a couple cents, yeah. right? Because it's so little, they're not really right. doing anything. And, and even worse, when you need to borrow money, even though you have money saved with them, they're gonna charge you six, nine, even up to 19% or more mm -hmm. to take a loan, even though you have money with them, it's yeah. money. right? It's your money, right? And they're loaning it out to other people. Yeah. They're making money off your money. They're making money yeah. off your money. Yeah. They're making more money off of your money than, than you, you are, are off your <laughs> on your own money. money. That's crazy. Exactly. So insurance companies don't make it easy to be honest. There are a lot of intricate moving parts that are part of building these these plans because the easiest thing to do is just sell you a benefit right sell you the highest insurance mm -hmm. benefit that 
you could possibly ever think of. And yeah. that's how the agent is going to make money. They're making money off the premium right. of that really high benefit mm -hmm. as opposed to allowing you to use it like a savings vehicle. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I do. Right. So I, I use specific uh, products within life insurance, like what's called paid up additions rider, which means that you're not actually paying for the benefit you're paying um, actually to use their fund. And you know, what's really interesting, I'm sure you saw in the book that the insurance companies have been the most stable companies for well over a hundred years, even through the great depression. Yes. They were the ones that stayed afloat. They exactly. were the ones paying out and everything. They've been stable since day one. Correct. So when, when people couldn't go to the bank and get cash because there was a, a freeze on the cash mm -hmm. in the great depression, they, the people who had life insurance were able to draw on the cash value in their life insurance. Mm -hmm. And the same thing in 2008, there was a freeze on, mm -hmm. you know, so many banks went under, yeah. right. And, and, and so many of them had to be acquired. And, and for the first time in our country, we printed um, over $800 billion, which was called TARP mm -hmm. at the time. And that, you know, where that money came from, most of it actually came from insurance companies. Mm -hmm. Insurance companies yeah, had the reserves. The, yeah. yeah, insurance companies <laughs> had the reserves to bail out the banks wow. because the banks didn't have reserves or they weren't required That's crazy. to. Right? The banking regulations only say that you only have to have $1 for every 10 that you loan. It's called yeah. fractional banking, right? But insurance companies have to have at least. Uh, two dollars for every dollar um, that they, you know, that they loan. So their cash reserves have to be much higher than right. banks, and that's why they've been so stable over all of these financial mm. crises that we've had in our country. Makes sense. Insurance companies have consistently been the most stable. They have the real deep pockets. Yes, <laughs> truly the deep, and that's why people like, um, you know, Buffett. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest investments that he he's made is is in insurance companies, mm -hmm. right? And most of his assets are in insurance companies. Not only Buffett, but if you go to the FDIC website, you can actually uh, search any bank. Say, take Bank of America. Yeah, they're all on there. Take Wells Fargo, and if you look at their assets, like what they actually leave their assets in, um, they leave a large portion of it in actual life insurance policies yeah. so bank of america has almost 20 billion yeah you know or trillion actually some crazy number yeah. i remember so e in each one of these institutions and you know you're welcome to to search um for that it, it is online it's public information yeah and so these large banks actually use these these policies as well. yeah so it's like kind of if you think about it the bank is the middleman correct we're mm -hmm. trying to get to the main we're trying to get to the plug Right, 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 like El Topo. Yeah. That's that's a really good point because all the bank does yeah. is just leverage other people's money. That's yeah. all they do. Right. Smart. But instead of, you know, allowing the bank to do that, we can show people how to do it for themselves. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Hashtag banks are whack. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-bank. 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 Be your own bank. Yeah, no, but yeah, though. And then, um, you know, the other day, y'all actually, you we're already making a plan to start something like that, mm -hmm. right? Cause you got the information from him. Yes. Um, yeah, we got on a Zoom call and- What was, made you think about it? First of all, like what made you think about it? Think about what? Or doing or asking or how did it happen? Did you approach- Well, well they had already kind of mentioned to me before and mm -hmm. it kind, I kind of got the idea, but then when we actually sat down and I took notes, I thought he was lying. Yeah. I was like, there's it no- It sounds too good to be true. Right. Like how how do people not know this? 
How do people yeah. like not want to be their own banks? How do yeah. you like? I was just so shocked. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And I'm just like, hey, sign me up. What do I do? What? Like, oh my yeah. gosh, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> yes, pretty much. It was crazy to see her expressions on yeah, the video. Yeah, because it's like. I was drawn. I wish I would have recorded that. I know. That would have been really <sighs> Yeah, it was, I was just like. I would so say, quit playing with me, man. Like, no, but what's I'm crazy serious. is that a lot of people are taught how to do this from an early age. You know, wealthy families, this is just a norm for them. Right. Um, right. Like when you go to a Chinese restaurant, what can they teach you? I mean, when, 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 I mean, when you go to a Chinese restaurant, who do you see in the back? Yeah. Hispanics working. Right. Like they teach their, you know, their kids to be owners. What do we Correct. teach our kids? Work hard, to work get a hard. good job, right. go to work construction, whatever the case may be. Get and a it's stable like, job, not a good yeah. job. Stable job. Yeah. Yes. I remember like a couple of times when I've been in between jobs and my mom, I'd be like, mom, I'm not going to go work over there for $8. <laughs> and she's like, something is something. It's like, no, I'm worth more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I want 10. <laughs> But, you know, on that call, we did a really simple scenario. And if you don't mind, I'll yeah, kind of yeah. share it real quick. Yeah. But so oh, we got an exclusive, exclusive, y'all. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So this really gets down to the nitty gritty. Um, for those of you who really want to understand this, this is the time where you want to take out a, a paper and, and, and a pen and, and kind of take notes because. Like, seriously, like no BS. For <laughs> yeah. real. Get a pencil in case you need to erase. And it, right. it's really simple. So we, we took Laura's scenario, right? So Laura right now is renting. So um, her only real, the, the main assets that she have are, are really her cars. And she has two really nice cars and she's making two really nice payments on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I wouldn't call them nice, Jose. I wouldn't call them nice. <laughs> right. <But> okay. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I just looked at it from that perspective with her. And, you know, every, every um, individual is going to have a different scenario, of course. But I just wanted to give a real simple scenario. So. You know, we looked at the two car payments that she she was making, and between the two car payments she was making, it was about what eight hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. So, it, um, and I asked her, okay, you're making eight hundred and fifty dollars payments on two cars right now, and and I <laughs> asked, yeah. so how long are you going to be paying on that? And she said five years. So I took eight fifty, you know, times twelve months, um, which is ten thousand two hundred, and then multiplied that over five years. So it's basically it's fifty one thousand dollars. So. <clears throat> Okay, now now imagine this. Okay, over five years, you yeah. just spent, and and we're not even, right? We didn't even talk about how much of that was interest, right? Yeah. So most of that actually went to the bank. Most yeah. of that's interest. And interest, right? The cars were only what? What did you pay for the yeah, cars? Yeah, eleven and twenty. Yeah, so we're talking about thirty thousand dollars of actual asset. The asset was only thirty thousand dollars when she bought it, but the bank is going to get that extra, that other twenty, right? Mm -hmm. so yeah. The total is fifty-one thousand. That's where the bank's making their money, right? Yeah. On that interest. So I said, okay, imagine if you took $850 and instead put it into a high yield account like, like cash value life insurance. Over five years, if you put it into this account, um, you take $51,000 and, and you compounded um, annually at 6%, she would have almost $60,000. Had she just taken that $850 over five years, and put it into an account. And imagine all you have to do is wait five years. In five years, you can go buy both of those cars with cash. Yeah. Right. And yeah. save money on top of that. And, and and actually with these vehicles, it allows you to leave the principal there. So that, that means the whole fifty-one thousand continues to earn interest right. Right. while you borrow against mm -hmm. your principal as collateral, meaning that your your money is still making money 
even when it bought two cars cash. I, yeah. That's what got me. I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> I can do that? Show me. I need to know. That's why I'm like, I'm just so The only problem with, with that, like sometimes there's uh, some of y'all need to learn how to be patient. Yes, I'm right. talking to you, the consumer right now, the listener. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, but five years passes by quick, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I remember we were just talking about this the other day, our 20s. You know, boom, fast. Yeah. And you know, that's a good time to actually start investing in yourself is in your twenties, your early years. So that way, you know, nobody wants to work forever. I know right. I didn't plan on working into my fifties or anything. Like why? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you yeah. want to use your good years to have fun and enjoy yeah. life, not just slave around. So I think it's real important that, you know, hopefully this touches people that are young. So that right. way they can see and start working on themselves and you know, really growing because I mean, who who really wants to work? It's still hard work, but it's a different kind of hard work. I suppose they say work smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. And this was a really simple scenario. You know, I've I've shown um, you know one of the recent clients I I had. Her name was Alma, and um, we looked at a few other things other than just her car. So she had she had a car that she was paying a seven hundred fifty dollar payment on. And um, she Please. owed like $26,000, somewhere around there, around $700 a month. And then she still owed $26,000 on it. But but she did. She purchased a home probably about 10 years ago, and it had appreciated. So we were then able to take equity out of the house, use that equity. So basically, the house pays off the car, yeah. and we took a little bit more to start her bank. And and if she the, basically the money that we took, that we saved, that $700 payment, yeah. Um, and then we actually, we lowered her interest rate on her mortgage. And then we also, um, saved her a little bit on her monthly payment. So, which was about $300 plus the $700 in the car wow. payment. That meant she could put a thousand dollars a month yeah. into her bank. Plus she started it with 30,000 of the extra equity we took in her home. Ah. And even though we refinanced her house for a higher price mm-hmm. by leaving the principal in a, in a high yield interest account, it would earn enough to pay off her refinanced house in, oh. in less than nine years for her. So um, even though we, we took more money out, this this account was able to pay off her house with, with cash, allowing the principal to continue earning because we're, we were using that cash as collateral yeah. in, in these accounts. And it was still earning off of the whole amount. Not exactly. Just like, like, so, like, for example, just a quick example. Let's say it's forty thousand. You borrow twenty-five. Mm-hmm. It's still gonna be making interest off the forty. Exactly. Correct. But you have to pay yourself back because if not, you're taking away from yourself. And the beauty about these designs is that you don't actually have to pay back. Not only is there no application, there's no credit check, um, because you're you're using your own money as collateral to borrow against. Um, these insurance companies offer what's called um, unstructured payments, which means you can pay yourself back, and it, it does help you, yes, because you'll you'll earn even even more, mm-hmm. but and and you'll uh, allow the account to to grow faster, but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, you you can leave that outstanding balance and even have it deducted from the death benefit that you have when you die if you decide to. And that's another mm-hmm. thing that's actually good at I like. like that. Um, like the uh, the insurance money, like so. I think the example right. that the book gave was the twenty thousand over five years, 
at the end mm. of the five years, it was like uh, a million or something like that. But in, I guess like death-wise, though, like oh, death benefit, yeah, correct. death benefit. Correct. So I mean, that's something good that you can leave for your kids. You know, like who wouldn't want to set their kids up? Mm-hmm. You know, with something like that, and at a low cost. I mean, we we waste money on a bunch of things. Correct. You know, like I right. think uh, it would be smart to start investing in something like that, which is good that you you know. You're in that boat now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you got one paddle or two paddles? <laughs> no, I got no paddles. Oh dang! <laughs> but yeah, essentially these work the same way real estate does. It works, you know, very similar to um, a lot of these financial tools that the wealthy have been using for for a long time, and 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 they use life insurance because it's so easy, right? Yeah. You don't have to manage a property to get a return on it, right? Right. It's, right. it's done for you. These insurance companies make great returns. Yeah. Um, on their investment. That's how they're able to pay, um, you know, pay you such a great um, interest, mm-hmm. such yeah. a great yield on these accounts. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, honestly, I think uh, with uh, when we go deeper into everything, you know, if, uh, I know we haven't had, we haven't, we, by the time this is up and running, like, we'll have everything set up with IG, y'all. So if y'all ever have questions, y'all are going to be more than welcome to hit us up there. And if you have any questions, you know, we'll have all those numbers and emails and knickknacks paddywhack set up yeah but if <laughs> but, you're totally totally lost like i was at first we could definitely definitely get our teacher jose to teach yes. you because <laughs> he is to. a freaking master i remember when he was teaching me how to do classes of uh, orientation oh yeah I man that, yeah. i had you were to, one of the first managers yeah to, i to was like uh okay you do the average you probably know how to do averages <laughs> like you do this many policies divided by this many fees and i had to do pictures and squares <laughs> and circles and but i love doing that because yeah, there's no such thing as a dumb boring. question right. it's always like you're asking for a reason that's debatable <laughs> <laughs> well it's because people are asking for a reason People oh, yeah. are asking because they don't know. No, some people are a little I'm saying, like, there's some people that they'll see you uh, with a big old burger and they'll be like, "You're about to eat." No, man, I'm just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> like this is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that's something. That's a dumb question. <laughs> you no, know, like, I'm just gonna stare at it. I'll probably take a picture of it and throw it away. <laughs> but yeah, man, no, like, um, but yeah, you're right. Like the all everything, everything just seems. It's one of those scenarios where you think it's too good to be true, but it's actually right. true. Yeah. This is available is for everybody. This is probably the first time us. I ever if too good to be true and it, it's not. Well, it. I like, I was over here, you know what I'm saying? Because like I told you before, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate our friendship because it's yeah. like, I'm just learning, you know what I mean? And whenever you gave me that, like that book and I listened to it, I was like, Dang, this is like theft. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I started sweating. It's I was so like, true. oh my God. It's so true. I'm break the law. I I've had people tell me, like, get upset that they weren't shown these systems before. But it's yeah. for a reason. Right. It's for a reason. We're all yeah. like under the government's thumb. They want to keep control over us and we gotta break that. Yeah, not only that, we're we're slaves to banks because they want us to live the rest of our lives paying them interest. But not only that, it, you know, it helps large businesses to be to continue to consume to continue to be that titan right so why did elon musk become the richest you know man in the world in in the middle of a pandemic it's it's because consumers were still consumers Mm -hmm. right they were they were still buying 
things like you know stocks with their stimulus, which is which is great. I hope you got a return. But you know they're still spending money. People like um, Jeff Bezos, you know, why did his wealth increase so much during a pandemic? Did it right because I mean he he put himself in a position to obviously he's a really smart guy. But consumers still consumed, mm-hmm. right? And and at the end of the day, you know, that's kind of, it is what makes the world go round. But the problem is the vast majority of people don't know how to stop consuming because of it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're taught how to consume, 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 constantly consume. And there's just so many people. And I understand it's difficult and you have to be disciplined, of course. But so many of us never break that habit. It's, it's like yeah. a drug. It's like, yeah. it's like oh, alcohol. Amazon is a drug because yeah, I have that is. problem. Um, this can be a Amazon uh, Amazon Anonymous. Yes. <laughs> I have like a package hey, hey. every day. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I don't see a package, something's wrong. It's like, what? <laughs> Start scratching my neck like, oh my gosh, did I not order it? Right. But right. yeah, no, like, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're on top of their game, which means that we have to be on top of our game. Correct. But, uh, Correct. Learning something late is better than never learning it, you know, so... Definitely, definitely. is amazing. And I've heard that so many times that it just sounds too good to be true. I honestly felt that same way until, and that's why I dove so deep into it. And that's why I wanted to understand every, you know, to the smallest facet and, you know, everything, all the nuances of this entire system so that I can teach other, other people as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I constantly hear is how is it that you, um, don't pay taxes on it. Right. And it's a, it's a tax shelter, you know, and there are laws, um, fortunately enough for us that allow us to use life insurance as a financial vehicle without paying taxes. Mm -hmm. Unlike the money that you make, even in real estate or the money that you make in the stock market, you know, even in your retirement accounts, you will eventually you'll pay taxes on those. And, and, and don't think the government didn't do that by design, right? You yeah, know, they oh, want yeah. their piece of it. Yeah. Exactly. But with insurance, guess what? You can actually build retirement plans um, that are tax-free, that you can mm-hmm. actually use in retirement without paying taxes on it. And so, even when you pass away, your family won't have to pay the tax. Exactly. It doesn't go they through probate, yeah. right? It doesn't have go through estate. It's not subject to estate tax. It's not subject to attorney fees and, and probate court. Like other assets, if you didn't set up an, an estate, you know, these transfer immediately to your beneficiaries. So they can be left mm-hmm. with something right away. You know, my my parents recently went through, my mom specifically and, and her brothers and sisters went through this because their, you know, their father and, and, you know, obviously my grandfather passed away quite some time ago, but he actually left the house to his original kids and, and allowed another family to live in it. Well, unfortunately, that other family didn't take care of the house. And eventually they had to be kicked out. Well, even though they had a will, it still had to go through probate and mm-hmm. probate basically took possession of the house, meaning that, you know, my mom couldn't really do anything with it. And it, right. it took them months to not only evict these people that weren't taking care of the house, but then to gain p- legal possession of the house through probate. And then after paying estate taxes and these attorney fees and even the realtor to sell it, I yeah. mean, they were only left with only a few thousand dollars. From mm-hmm. a paid-off house that wow. their parents, you know, that they grew that their up hard in. work, money yeah. paid for, right? That and all that could have been avoided. Yeah. yeah. But that's another question about this. Well, I actually just remembered to start one of these plans. There is no minimum and no, uh, no. maximum. Yeah, there's no minimum. There's no maximum as long as your advisor. So you know, 
the, some things to understand is that not every insurance company is the same, right? Not all of them are A plus rated. Not all of them allow you to borrow against it as collateral without tapping into the principal. Um, and not all of them give you fixed high rates of return and not all of them give you fixed low rates to borrow against. And definitely not all agents and advisors are the same, right? Not all of them know, understand how to build these plans. Um, and not all of them are looking out for their client's be best interest right. either. So, you know, that's one thing to keep in mind um, for those who, who do want to look into this. <clears throat> yeah, you can do it with any amount of money, yeah. um, but you need to work with an advisor that knows what they're doing. Otherwise, it can be all for naught. Yeah, like, kind of like, you got to really do your homework on it. Don't just go with your first, you know, mm -hmm. person that you end up listening to. I mean, more than anything, obviously, we would want you to come here and learn from us, you know, but obviously, we understand there's like trust issues. It's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I think, uh, I think we're pretty good. You know, I mean, I don't yes. know how y'all feel about right now. Yeah, I'm so glad that no we got together and so glad that yeah. we, we could bring Laura on board. Yes. You know, glad to be here, guys. I'm such a great so team. So excited to, to keep on going and to see where this goes and really want to help people out. That's yes. the main thing. That's the end goal, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Learning, like, because obviously, like, me and Laura, we're learning as we go. So we're actually taking a journey, you know, with y'all in a way. Yeah, because Jose is uh, pretty much the, our teacher that we're, you know, He's a sense. We're all students. Yes, so. yes we're definitely. All students. We're, we're all, all learning students something. Yes, yeah, students of life. But yeah, so, but I think uh, I'm good with that for today. If y'all want to wrap it up, y'all got anything else y'all want to throw in there? No, those who listened to our first episode, thank you so much for your support. Um, we hope to continue to bring you great content. Please feel free to share, you know, any ideas, anything that you'd yeah. like to hear. Let us know. We'll yeah, talk for about sure. It. For yeah, sure. if you want to hear Laura sing a song, by all means. Kumbaya, bidi bidi bamba, lo que tú quieras. I'll sing it for you. Hey, you speak Spanish too. Yeah. You know, maybe next time we can talk about me. Uh, I, I officially quit my job. Hey, uh, hey, hey, yes. yes. Uh, I officially quit my over job. Broke. Yes, yes, just over broke for sure. And I, I, I'm thankful. It's it's getting a little tight, but you know, with with God up front and with my you know my great friends and partners, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be all right. There's nothing that we can accomplish together for sure. Oh yeah. Yes. And uh, yep. Peace out, Chicalicious. Here we come. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for tuning in today. On behalf of uh, me, Jose, and Laura, I'd like to wish y'all a good, great morning, great afternoon, a great night, or whatever time you're listening to this. We'll see y'all <laughs> next time. All right. Yes. Bye.